This is a show by all podcast. Episode 31 of Bucks on Knox. We're now into it. And as we established last week there, we can't gamble on UFC anymore here in Ontario after the Gaming Commission banned UFC gambling. But screw it. We still got uh, picks today anyways. And we've also got a whole bunch more to talk about today. Like how Ronaldo was benched in the games that would have been his last in a World Cup. And also how I'm smoking DK's fantasy hockey team there, DK. And uh, who knows what else we'll get into. But we're about to find out. And why don't we just start today with fantasy hockey since I just... Let a chirp fly there towards DK. And uh, what's going on with Team Eater Hyman there? Got a bunch of Fugazis on that, Deaver. What the hell's going on? I, I'm actually so upset that you brought that up right off the hop because I have in my notes, get ahead of the Fantasy Hockey League because I knew <laughs> that you were going to bring it up eventually. The fact that you started with it caught me off guard. I um, had to. You know, I had to. Long story short, my team is 96, 28, and 11. For 203 points, um, it's time to get humbled. You know what I mean? I'm walking around my locker room and guys are just like dancing after games and they're doing this. They're, they're going out late at night. It's time to get the locker room back and a big slapping like what's going on now, losing 14 to one, not close sure. in any categories. This is good for the boys. This is actually going to be better for them in the long run. It's going to get the locker room. I don't know better. About that. And as a coach, this is all I can ask for. We've had such a great start to the season. It's past American Thanksgiving. I know what my team is. We're just having an off week, baby. That's all. Did Ty hand you your first loss? Not oh, yet. 14 one. He's about to. Yeah. We're playing right, <laughs> right now. I'm now. up 14 oh, to one. Yeah. And oh, the days. categories aren't too close. Right? It looks no, right it's there. not. Nothing's really, nothing is really close where I could look at it and be like, ah, well, there's a couple that are close, but I still think, even if I came back in every close category, I still think I lose like 10-4. Like, I don't think I have that much of a chance here. It's, uh, you know, I will say McKinnon being hurt, that hurts me. Shea Theodore missed a bunch of time this week. Uh, like he's week to week with a concussion and stuff. That hurt me. Um, I did. I think when I looked at the start of the week, you had 45 games. I had 32. Um, oh, a, lot things, a lot of things a lot piling of up against the team. is what I just heard. A lot of things right there, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be a good, humbling experience for my locker room. We needed it. They were riding too high, too cocky. And you know what? We're going to turn it around after this big loss. Yeah, Yeah, I just remember a couple weeks ago uh, saying, you know, you haven't played uh, my team yet when you were saying how well you're doing. I'm like, you boys haven't played the uh, Zoop crew yet, boys. Wait, just wait. I'm coming for you. Look at this. Like two weeks later, I'm 14 to 1. Let's fucking go. Yeah, DK, you're getting bent over, buddy. Yeah, it's it's okay. I, I was just looking at the standings too, and uh, you know it's okay to get bent over one week, but it, it's another thing to get bent over a week over week, and that's kind of the, the situation you find yourself in, Stewie. Buddy, I won last week, week, and I'm winning this week too, the so I'm on a comeback season. I had to pass it off to somebody. I can't have the attention on my team when I'm down fourteen to one. Um, I did just see wait that till you won the finals, last week. boys. Wait till the finals, boys. That's all I'm saying. I'm in tenth place right now. You think I'm? Uh, you think I'm gonna miss playoffs? I know you guys are kind of yeah, I almost like, do. oh, what happens if Stu's do. missing playoffs? That's not gonna happen, boys. I almost want to stick up for Strong Bombs here too. Sorry to cut you off there, DK, oh, no. but Strong Bombs here. We were talking about kicking him out of the league, but if you look at some of the things Markstrom's been saying and shit, like I saw a recent interview or something, he's like, yeah, I've just been shit at hockey lately. And uh, all I gotta say is this guy's been playing. You know, fucking chess. When we were playing checkers, he dropped Markstrom nice and early, and he's in fourth place, doing very well. <laughs> I don't know if we got to. I don't know if we're kicking this guy out. DK, I might have to stick up for him and uh, go against that. If he if he 
continues to do well. Maybe if he ends oh, up, dude. you know, dropping down the standings, we'll boot him out for that move. But honestly, in the long run, it looks like he made the right move. Well, I have the famous quote with this guy saying, probably a great guy. Uh, I don't care if you beat me in the finals or win the league, you're getting kicked out. I'm not the commissioner <laughs> of this league. I don't make those calls. I just, I'm just saying that. Everybody's welcome in the league. But I will say there is a couple guys, and I'm going to call them out because one of them is my cousin. Um, and the other guy I brought into the league, uh, I think it's professional fart sniffers and koozie. They don't even <laughs> set their fucking lineups. Uh, my cousin, who was all fired up to get in into the league, missed the draft and then doesn't set his lineup. Uh, tough look. That's definitely a probably kick out of the league next year. If you don't set your lineup, even if you're losing, you got to go. You got to go. That's it affects a, that's the whole standing. Yeah, before strong bombs goes, I think someone that oh, yeah, set dude, their 100%. lines and whatnot should be like out I said, first, right? I don't make these calls. It's uh, Stewie J actually has the fucking final hammer of this league, so he can make the decisions <laughs> he wants. Batman I can just here. put it. I could just get in his ear and plant the seed. You know, maybe we can do a Judge Judy episode or something where I can just sit there <laughs> behind the fucking stand and, and just uh, just let Better. these boys make their cases to stay in the league. <laughs> Better call Saul, eh? I'll fucking call Saul up, get my lawyer in there, fucking defend. That would be boss. jokes. We can make we can make a clip out of that for sure. I would. I, I'm <laughs> actually I'm actually being serious. You do like I a little Zoom that. call. I think that'd be sick. We'll this. do that. Uh, <laughs> you know, when year wraps up, and then speaking of you know wrap ups of regular seasons and whatnot, uh, the the fantasy football it's into playoffs now. Yeah, I Is saw that, that DM. Where we I think we're all going to miss playoffs. <laughs> we did. We yeah. all missed. Playoffs started this week. Well, we all missed. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. I thought I had last place on lock there a couple weeks ago, but I guess uh, after smoking Stewie J in fantasy football, I moved up the 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 rankings. So I guess I'm not taking that trip to the Sioux lads. Yeah, no, I- Depression Valley. I think that's my buddy Tyler. <laughs> fucking with the fucking trip to the Sioux. I didn't even know if he's been setting his lineups or what. But I'm gonna have to. He beat me when we played. Yeah, he. I think he started the year three and one, and then he just went one and nine for the rest of the year. <laughs> Yeah, I was almost similar. Actually, the last couple of weeks I picked it up there, but I was like two and zero to start the season, then just dropped right off. And then the last couple of weeks I won again. I think I won two in a row at the end of the year. Unreal. Well, Maybe three. I was gonna say I think that league. Uh, I had I was like zero and six to start off, or zero and five to start off. I never had a chance out of the gates and finished six and eight. And I was looking, and I don't know if you remember this, like two weeks ago, I think. I said Zeus's Vikings beat me by 0.2 points, 0.2, yeah. not even a full point. Like he had like 120.8. I had 120.6 and that mathematically erased me from the playoffs or else it was going to be the best comeback season of all time. Um, really? Cause I think, yeah, playoffs, the, the, there was three teams, four teams, one, two, three, four teams that made the playoffs that were all seven and seven. And I finished yeah, six and eight. Been so I would have, I would have been in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would have wow. been. I would have been in and would have been alive. So um, we did say it at that time. I lost that mathematically took me out of the playoffs, but I had a very good comeback. Um, but yeah, it turns. I, I don't know if I guess you brought it up. Yeah, we got a message from our guy. He gets shouted out every pod. I don't know how it works in there, but he does. Blake Corler says rough football year, fellas. And uh, you know what? We took the high road. We said, you know what? We run the league for the people. It's for the people. How would it look if all three of us made the playoffs? Not a good look. We run it for the people. Go have fun. Let, let the kids win. play. I'll have to make a fucking post then. Jeez, I didn't even realize playoffs started. I've been fucking gone Next with the week holiday they start, show. Right? Or was it this week they started? No, it's this week. They're, they're fired. Oh, my days. So they've already. Wait. 
It's so yesterday right it started yeah. technically. Yeah. Yep, technically yesterday. It's the championship oh quarterfinals. God, Sweet. I need to get a fucking post out there for the boys. Let them know it's playoffs. Hopefully nobody... If somebody forgot to set their Thursday lineups, hopefully they uh, remember to get their Sundays in because of the post. Well, Save actually, some people their playoff positions. One more shout-out about this. Shout-out to uh, Tom Paul, owner of Big Time Timmy Jims, who's in fifth. He messaged me... Uh, a week ago and said, hey, I'm just looking and I don't see any playoffs scheduled for fantasy football. I was like, well, what the hell do you mean? Like, I set them at the start of the year. I looked, there was no playoffs set. So I had to like set the playoffs like two weeks ago or else we would have been sitting here this week not having any playoffs really? in the fantasy league. I don't know oh, how, it, how it changed. Oh I my swear, God, El Kamesh, it's worse than Gary Bettman over here. I was going to say, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to be part of the Judge Judy being kicked out of the commissioner <laughs> next season. For if, that, if I had made that mistake, so shout out Tom. I don't know if you're listening or not, but shout out Tom because if not, we wouldn't Imagine. have playoffs and it would have been my fault. Shout out Tom, you boy. Yeah, also shout out to uh, Clubber Langs coming first place there after, you know, season's end. There's still uh, playoffs, but I mean, great season. What do you go, 12 and 2 to, to finish the season? That's fucking killer right there. His first ever fantasy football league, too. Really? Hey, the second best guy was 9 nine and 5. So this guy cleaned up. Let's see how he does in playoffs, though. Be interesting. There's your favorite right there if you're gambling on it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's, uh, that's all I had on uh, fantasy. Uh, Fantasy sports, just wanted to trip BK a little bit and, uh, you know, mention that I didn't end up in last place in, in football there. But uh, we'll move on to our next topic here. And I know Stewie Jace can have some thoughts on this. Uh, what do you think of Portugal benching Ronaldo on what would have been his last two FIFA World Cup games? I know you're a big Portugal fan and uh, he's one of your favorite players, I believe. So what the, what the hell did you think of that? Damn, I didn't know we were going to start the fucking World Cup uh, section with, with- the benching of Ronaldo. I thought we'd go like, oh, it's the finals are set, but uh, we'll start. That's with next. Ronaldo. That's next. We'll do that uh, next. You need to get me warmed up, man. You can't just hit me like that. Like, I almost fucking cried. I swear. The we day got those hard hitting questions right off the bat, baby. Let's go. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a tough one. And uh, don't start crying on us now. Come on, Steve. <laughs> I'm glad, um, I'm glad this was part of the show, though, because uh, uh, today's news, or was it yesterday? I don't even know. Who gives a fuck, anyways? Um, the Portuguese manager got sacked. No doubt. Sacked. He's been, uh, I think he's, I think he's been the manager for the last, like, well, he was there. I think he won the 2016 Euros. So that's what, like, uh, that's already six yeah. years. So at least six years. Um, yeah. Tough bounce for the guy, but he did it to himself. I can't lie. That was uh, questionable. So I think the, I think what happened was um, him and Ronaldo had some, disagreements um there was obviously that big story that uh get the game against south korea um the third game of group stage for portugal ronaldo got subbed out and he didn't like being subbed out and he threw a towel on the ground or whatever like who fucking likes being subbed out you know what i'm saying um that's why I they watched, benched I, him right like next game isn't that what it was all about right i don't know i don't think it was ever confirmed the reason but like uh that came out and then ver- the very next day uh first game of knockout against switzerland he was benched, so people just assumed, right? So that might have been it. Um, they won what six to two that game six, too, and like six looked- one, yeah, six one. So they yeah. won six one, and I think he's like, oh well, fuck, I got to run it back or whatever. Yeah, and then uh, he looked yeah. like a genius going into that, and then, but come on, yeah, it's his last I was like, damn, the World scripts Cup are game. set. The scripts are set. If you put Ronaldo in that lineup, and he knows it's his last game. He's gonna go out there and fucking tear it up. 
Ronaldo would have well, went out there. I, the first game could have been his last game. The first game could have been his last game. And the thing is, is that um, you could see it. There's other dudes like this Gonzalo Ramos kid. Like, congratulations to him. He got the first hat trick, um, I believe, in knockouts in the knockout stage game at the World Cup since Pele. And he's uh, and what a story that is. Twenty one year old kid in his second ever international appearance comes in the World Cup knockout game and fucking buries a hat trick, replacing Ronaldo, one of the best of will go down as probably one of the best three of all time. You can argue position, but fucking yeah, that was unreal. Um, congratulations to him. But like, I was so surprised that after the starting eleven came out and Ronaldo wasn't on there, that there was there was like a few other guys um, that came in as subs later that I was like surprised weren't on the starting lineup. There's this one kid, uh, um, Rafael Leao, the big tall dude. Um, he come, he subbed into every single game um, for Portugal. But he is 23, and he's supposed to be like the next big thing in Portugal. He won the Series A or Serie A MVP last year as a 23-year-old kid. Um, that's like for example, or that's um, for reference. That's the um, Italy Pro League. Like Ronaldo played in when he was on Juventus. It's AC Milan, Inter Milan. You know what I'm saying? That's not a slouch league. That's one of the top best five, best. four or five leagues in the world, right? Um, and he was the MVP of that league. There's no way on there. He would have started. Any competent manager would have started him in any lineup, and this guy was started the game on the bench uh, every single game. Came into his, came in as a sub, and immediately made a difference every game. You could tell this guy was just a step above like uh, everyone else, like all the right backs or whoever he was fucking uh, matching up against. You know, what I'm saying faster, um, better technique, and he even scored a couple beautiful goals. So shout out to him. But I was so surprised that even Ronaldo on the bench. Uh, you had to replace a forward, and he didn't want to change the formation at all and threw some random striker right there, but it turns out it wasn't so random. Uh, scored a Hattie, and then gave him the second game, gave him the start again, gave him the nod again, and he didn't do shit. So uh, I don't know. I think you just have to accept, like, uh, lightning in a bottle when it happens and just, like, I think you should have reverted back for that game against Morocco and played Ronaldo. But um, shout-out to Morocco, though. First ever African country in the semi-final of a world cup and they played well man they're fucking stifling i don't know if you watched that game but it was like the worst game to watch ever <laughs> they scored against one goal Canada? no well oh, sorry against portugal okay, when they yeah. beat portugal there it was like they scored like one goal at a counter in the first half and then you just fucking parked the bus for the rest of the game like yeah and they did it well man but like brutal football to watch or or sorry for DK brutal soccer to watch because he got fucking <laughs> called me out last time brutal soccer to watch but it was uh it worked man and they did the same thing to Spain they hadn't conceded up until they, they hadn't conceded a true goal the only goal they conceded in the world cup was an own goal against Canada but a true actual goal they haven't conceded for like four games before the world cup and until they played France but um yeah so shout out Morocco I know it uh ended uh kind of sad but um, all in all, it was a very unexpected and uh, joyful run. But uh, yeah, that's my thoughts. Good riddance of the of the manager, and uh, I'm sad to see Ronaldo go. But now, I guess Ronaldo's gone. I guess we're cheering for Messi in the final. Am I right? <laughs> no, go France, no. baby. <laughs> I, I have one question about Ronaldo. Is like, so this guy, he's 37 years old. Um, he only had one goal. It was against Uruguay. So kind of like big deal. Um, all when, 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 when? Oh, oh, yeah. This, this year again against Uruguay, I'm pretty sure when yeah, I just looked it up. 
Yeah, so he had a penalty kick goal, so he didn't really have an impact on any game that he was in. I get it. He should have maybe come off the bench. I don't blame the coach no. for benching him. Like I get it's Ronaldo, and maybe this is just me being ignorant, not knowing uh, good old footy. But at the same point, a 37-year-old who's not getting it done for you, if he's no, pissed about getting pulled out, it's like, bro, this isn't about you. This is about us trying to win a World Cup and the fucking like getting a thing for Portugal. Like, it's not That's like, like it's your average David friendly. In the Stanley Cup final, dude. Like, you don't bench your fucking star. Dude, no, it's not. It's like, okay, benching would, a 30, yeah. it's like benching Ovechkin. It'd be like benching Ovechkin still, because he's a great okay, goal scorer and he's 36. That's still horseshit. Why the fuck would you bench Ovechkin when it's his yeah. last playoff appearance? in a fucking Stanley Cup playoffs run. Like, you do not so, do that. You just don't do it. Well, dude, it's it's one of those things. If Ovechkin, if it was game seven and Ovechkin had one goal in the whole series... I'm not and hadn't really, I'm not ...hadn't really him. made an impact, dude, that's what I'm saying. But like, They'll go and score fucking Addy with the Stanley fucking Cup. At 37, that's your, what I'm saying. At 37, guy. I don't think... I, I, dude, the guy that's... T- like Stu said himself... I, and this is me just being ignorant, not knowing soccer. I think soccer is a little bit different, where it's a, it is more about like a singular superstar and a singular guy. Um, no, I wouldn't say so at all. There's eleven okay. guys in the pit on the field. So the guy that replaced Ronaldo scored a Hattie, which in turn, so he had three times the fucking impact on the whole tournament than Ronaldo had, and. It's about winning the fucking championship. Like I said, if Ovechkin is is being horrible for a series and it's game seven and it's getting late in the game and Kuznetsov or Backstrom or Oshie had been playing better and been lights out, like you don't think the Capitals fucking sit him on the bench for maybe the last play? Maybe not the last play with Ovechkin, but like if it was a penalty kick, like like and Ronaldo's on the field, sure, but it wasn't. He's 37. He probably couldn't do it very much at the highest stage anymore, right? Like everybody goes through. You see that with Brady in the NFL, Rogers, like. Would you, that hat trick that Buddy scored, play. it might have screwed yeah, him okay, over. In the, in, in, if you look at it, because that's what made the coach decide to bench Ronaldo. It was like, okay, we bench Ronaldo. was successful. Let's fucking go in there and bench him again. And I don't think that was the right call right there. Should have gave him another shot. But he, I think he was still, you know, pissed off about that little interaction there where Ronaldo threw the towel or whatever after getting subbed off. And it was like a little petty Which thing. Weak. That, that's weak. Yeah. It should. Well. What Ronaldo? Doing that's like that's weak, weak to get mad at, right? Like that's weak to get mad yeah, at. Like, he threw I, a I fucking towel. Like he, he, I mean, big deal. <laughs> there's a lot of soft plays and shit that happen in soccer. Sorry, <laughs> soccer fans out there, but like yeah. that doesn't surprise me to see that in soccer one bit. And fucking, uh, I still think you should have played Ronaldo there, coach. I think uh, you 100%. lost your job because I think you lost your job because you didn't play Ronaldo. He did, and I'll and I'll tell you, I'll I'll tell you the answer. I, I just want to mention. I kind of want to sum it up for you, DK. Basically, it was, um, what happened was, first of all, I don't think Ronaldo didn't have an impact in the first games. Like um, South Korea, let's say, let's go from the, the third group stage game down. South Korea, um, we were already in, right? We had two wins, right? It was already wraps. Um, the game against Uruguay, he didn't score. It was the game against Ghana he scored. So, um, but Uruguay was the second game. Um, in that game... There was, uh, he had, I think he had three or four shots on net or shots on target or shot attempts at, at the very least. And um, the one goal was scored by Bruno Fernandez, if I remember correctly. And it was like kind of a cross into the box. And it was, it was an intended header for Ronaldo, right? And I think he didn't touch it. He missed it by like this much, but the goal, the yeah. keeper thought Ronaldo was going to head it, right? And then when he didn't touch it, the ball just went to the far side of the net. But he kind of, it was kind of like 
if Ronaldo, either way, it was kind of like Ronaldo's goal almost. You kind of had to cr- give him credit for like at least half credit for that goal because if he touches it, uh, if he did touch it, it was his goal, but they said it missed him by like uh, uh, like half an inch. And either way, like the goalkeeper was expecting the header. So it would have been like almost a genius play. Um, the first game he scored that one, I, I, I'm sure you probably remember, Ty, and they called it uh, a foul. Um, remember he pushed off the guy and spun. And oh, then, yeah, yeah. And they called it a foul, and people are saying it was super light, so he should have had a goal there. And then he had the penalty, and he had a couple good chances. Like, I'm not saying he had no impact, and the thing is is that, yes, the guy did score a hat trick, but in this moment of time, it would be crazy to say that that kid is a better player than Ronaldo, like even even at 37. Ronaldo's still like a world-class player is the yeah. thing. You know what at I'm saying? The, yeah. At least the good news for um, Portugal is like they do have a bright future in these players that they're subbing in, like this guy scoring a hat trick and whatnot. But like I said, you just don't do that to Ronaldo in his last yeah. World Cup. And what makes it exactly and what makes it the worst is that Portugal was actually like, oh my god, we're like, you know what I'm saying? Portugal has a, a fucking long history of choking in internet major international tournaments. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like part of the fucking CBA of fucking soccer. At this point, like, Jay knows all about section, that. Oh. Section one A, like Portugal <laughs> chokes in the knockout rounds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but now he had such a good showing in the fucking in the knockout round against Switzerland. Even though he benched Ronaldo, everybody was pissed. Like bench him one game, like he's lucky to get out of that, or or he's not lucky. I guess we did dominate, but he got out of it, and now it's like, all right, you're lucky that didn't bite you in the ass, type thing, manager, right? And then the second game to fucking double down and bench him again was pretty outrageous. I thought just because um. I don't know if he was expecting like it was going to be kind of like a, a smooth sail against Morocco, or Ronaldo if he would have really made just... it a smooth sail. Ronaldo yeah. would have made it a smooth sail against or Morocco. Or he just had he something against Ronaldo on the bench. What a fucking yeah, bonehead like, move by the coach. Yeah, it was a bonehead move to double down, and like what makes it worse is that it kind of stains his legacy a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you already sent your like message. You yeah, exactly. Message. You subbed him off. You benched him for a game. The message is clearly sent. This is the fucking goat, dude, in play. his last he's World good. Cup. Yeah, and he should, and he That's deserves like to play. It's Wayne not like Gretzky, he's shit. Dude. Fucking bench, yeah. Wayne Gretzky. I know, insane move. So fucking coach, he's been fucking rattling me for years, and it's weird to say because he has had success, but I don't know why. It's just fucking. I never liked that guy, Fernando Santos. Bye bye, man. Well, when and they now, had success uh, in the Euros, they played Ronaldo for that tourney. Yeah, you know what though? He actually got hurt. Fucking, uh, I remember in the final, he got hurt like. Ronaldo, uh, yeah, and like the I don't know, I swear it was like you're at and then the first half at some point oh, he got no, hurt man. and he was like crying yeah, like coming man. out the field because he couldn't play, right? And they won one yeah. nothing. We were getting dominated by France, I'm pretty the guy's sure. Guys always like, crying though. Hey Ronaldo crying, <laughs> leaving his last round, go crying the Well fuck me, man. Like I was <laughs> no, fucking crying no. pretty much. That's not like I'm an Ronaldo fanboy. I'm just a fucking I, I'm actually Portuguese. Like if it would be weird if I was defending Ronaldo this heavy just because I was a fanboy. But like I'm actually like seeing this unbiased. I'm just Portuguese and I'm telling you like what's happening. Like Ronaldo should have played the game. It's just simple. But um, yeah, anyways, fucking people say they plays better. They play better for one game without Ronaldo and everybody was ready to write off, write the guy off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't right in my opinion. But uh, moving on to uh, another uh, team. This is the team that I've been cheering for. I know Stewie Jay's all in the Portugal wagon, but I'm all about Team France, baby. I've been, uh, since before the tournament started, I put a little couple dollars down on them to win the tourney. And uh, so far, it's looking good. They're going to play in the World Cup against Argentina. Uh, predictions for that? Stewie J, you got any bets you're placing for that? Or uh, who do you think is going to win even? What are your thoughts? You know what? 
Bet365 has kind of been going crazy with the super boost, so keep an eye out for those boys if you want any some gambling insight. But you've probably been seeing them if you have Bet365. But um, I, I can almost guarantee there'll be some like a nutty super boost um, for, for the final there. And I'll probably just go on that. I haven't really been like picking teams after Portugal loss. I had a future place of Portugal to win. That was a little bit of a hometown pick, though. But um, That's what I did with France, but still, it's paying off, baby. It worked last time. It looks like it might pay off. Last time, but but, it, uh, but Ty, here's the thing. Ronaldo got sewered, right? The media got their wish, and now all of a sudden Messi's in the final, bro. I'm telling you, it's script, bro. Uh, not actually, but I'm saying the script The script would be perfect, bro. I'm telling you if, if Messi won. The script would have been perfect. They chose the wrong script, realistically. If It should have been Ronaldo and Messi in the final in both their last World Cups. Like that, what, what, Mbappe's what the future, though, baby. Mbappe. That guy's the next Messi. Ronaldo, He's been the future the for like the last for the last fucking eight years or 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 <laughs> yeah, since twenty eighteen. We know yeah, yeah he we the know he's the future. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly. already done it. The That's, script's the script's so already the been script written, still, dude. No, the it doesn't matter. Fucking still still looks great if he already won it. Too. He already so, won it. Who gives one. a fuck? Fucking beat Messi this time for it. Let's go. He's even better than Messi. Let's Anyways, dude. <laughs> I like to see I like fucking anytime goal scorer, Mbappe, book it. He's going to fucking score in the World Cup final, and Argentina's going to lose. That's, That's plus 200, by the way. Best odds at Bet365. Uh, you can, well, fi- yeah, you can find the best stamp. odds. Yeah, Thanks to thanks Best, to best for answer. showing you where to get the best odds. If you want to uh, get an app that will tell you for pretty much, well, for any sport, if you want to get uh, the best odds for your picks, go to BetStamp and uh, use code NUX when you sign up. And follow us and fucking tailor well, yeah, picks then if you, you can, think we're not yeah. fucking dummies. Because, But uh, – I don't know. Recently, our ROI, I was gassing up our ROI so heavy for like the last few pods <laughs> because we were in like, we were like double digits ROI. I was like, better than the stock market. You've never seen a return like this in the last 40 years in the stock. This is like investing in fucking Apple in the 90s. Uh, we're now down to like, I think, I think we have like a 1% ROI. So in this recession period, we are still technically better <laughs> than the stock market. I will say that. Well, part of that was on me too. Last weekend, I put out my UFC picks and went uh, a little hardcore with some of those. Like I was going, uh, you know, underdogs parlay with a knockout. Shit. Like I was doing shit that was uh, a little out there with great odds. And I honestly thought guys like Bryce Mitchell and shit were going to go in there and kick ass. But oh, but, um, Ty, listen, do you want to, I don't know what the order you got are, and I don't know if you have some sweet transitions played, but you want to get right into UFC right now before I forget, because I watched the, yeah, I think sure. DK and I both watched it. But yeah, okay, before yeah, sure, we be, before you spin the audio for that, I will say we're chirping ROI on Betstamp. Not to fucking pump my own tires. I made a post about this the other day. We're NFL up six hundred thirty-eight dollars on NFL. Yeah, for no, yeah, you've been hitting for sure. Return on investment. Um, that's I mean, like when ties Stella. when ties rolling, I'm rolling and you're rolling. That that ROI is going to go through the fucking roof. Sorry, Ty, take it away with your UFC. No, no. Well, fuck, man. Imagine if we had bet stamp back when uh, we were placing like the the Cyril gone France UFC card. Oh my hit a days! Four thousand. You wouldn't have even been able to hit that, bro. We would have had to get our boy Josh from bet stamp to fucking uh, yeah, true. To fucking nail to certify that one for us because that w- and he probably would have questioned it himself, seeing how fucked that was. But like, <laughs> yeah, dude, like yeah, that was there was some intricate decision. picks. Decision yeah. round three. Decision. KO round two and shit like it was. I don't think I picked the round. It was I just outrageous. Picked decision, decision, and uh, no, it was and, and a the round. round knockout. Swear, the round knockout. You're right. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was gone. It was uh, 
gone to and i even described how Girl, I'll pull i was it gonna up say right now. The, I, I honestly like hitting the bet <laughs> at that odds obviously that's impressive right but dude the fact that you hit the bets at that odds and described exactly how it was going to play out. That was crazy. That was the most impressive part. Like the most impressive, you're like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. And this is why I have this. And you, if you were watching the fight, it was like, holy shit. <laughs> this guy was looking into the future. Uh, Sean, <laughs> bro, you, you're the reason. I looked bro. into my crystal ball and fucking saw John <laughs> just kick into Ivas in the gut. And I was like, he's going to knock him out like that. And that's what happened, baby. We got to make another clip with that new fucking audio from, uh, uh, Dana White saying they're gonna go to federal prison. They're gonna yeah. go to federal. Have you seen that with Ty? Because Ty, you're the reason they fucking banned banned us. Fucking yeah. They're like, nah, this guy has some inside information for sure. That's a suspect for sure. Well, well you saw my picks last week, and you wouldn't fucking think so because I I shit the bed. So hopefully we can bounce back. Yeah, this but weekend. that's what I wanted to talk about. So um, they kind of went your way. Um, well, overall pat, picks are good, one. but I parlayed the wrong guys with like a, every, I think each parlay, like one leg missed. Like I put like three parlays out and like there was one fucking thing that missed in each of them. Yeah. Something like that. I just have to go back and take a look at it. But yeah, it was, it was unfortunate. Like overall it was most of my guys won. It was just the, uh, fucking some of the dot, like Mitchell. I thought that was a lock, man. Fucking love Bryce Mitchell, but he was an he underdog. So that's why he got, and he was the dog. dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's why but I asked. Was, I asked Ty. I was like, "Oh, I, this guy's the dog. Are you sure you want to parlay him? You can just like good money, just make a straight bet. Well, you're like, not parlay that eighteen year old kid confident. too. Fucking eighteen year old kid in there kicking. He ass. won, right? Didn't he won? Yep. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, good for no, him. But I, I, I wanted to ask about the unreal. fucking. Did you watch the? You didn't watch the highlights, Ty. I know you're sleeping for the live. But did you watch the highlights of like the Patty fight specifically? Yeah, I, I saw some lost, of it. Bro. Honestly, yeah, he was taking big shots, and I think it was the first bro, round he was he taking lost big for shots. Sure. Then it was a, yeah. it was a fucking clean sweep, bro. It was a unanimous patty. I was like, what? And I then thought the if draw it was in the I, main event, too. Yeah. So listen. So li- those are two sus calls in a row. So I watched the patty yeah. fight, and then um, I was saying, like, I was saying, if this, if this is a split, they're gonna fucking. I know they don't. And the UFC definitely doesn't want fucking patty to lose. No, and no, really, yeah. none of the fans really want patty to lose to be quite honest, right? Because then it kind of like stunts the progression a little bit. You, you know what I'm saying? You want this guy to be fighting bigger fights each and every card because he's just so fucking entertaining, right? That's exactly. Way, it's cash cow right there. Right? So I was like, McGregor. watch this. I'm like, oh, he definitely lost. Oh, so you know what I'm saying? I was going into the, after the round three bell, I was like, fuck, he definitely lost. Fuck. And I'm like, watch the, and I was thinking like, watch this be a fucking, uh, um, what's his face? Buffer's gonna start reading out a fucking split decision, and that, and if it's a split decision, I think it's gonna be Patty. They're gonna fucking try and find a reason to say this thing was close. That was right? the same shit with then, O'Malley, dude. Yeah, yeah but then man. it was worse than same O'Malley, shit. in my opinion. And it then was it went worse than O'Malley by a lot. Th- I thought, yeah. And then it, and then they said unanimous, and I was like, oh, okay, it's wraps then. Yeah, okay. They, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't shaft this fucking guy. Well, who's he fighting again? I forget his name. Anyways, fucking. They need and then they, the then they said Patty the Patty Pim, but I was like, what? I was like, no way. And then the next fight, the next fight, Jared Gordon, he fought. Yeah, Jared Gordon. The next fight was pretty sus too, but like, uh, it was brutal. I yeah, I you had Uncle yeah. or whatever, right? Well, even Blanchovich or whatever after the fight, Blonovich, he's like. Yeah. I did not win this fight. I don't know if I lost, but I did not win this fight. You know like, what, though? In the early rounds, he threw some... That was actually a pretty entertaining fight. I loved that. I thought it was going to be kind of a shitter because I thought uh, maybe uh, Buddy was kind of just going to go walk him in a couple rounds there. But um, 
it was actually a a, uh, a long fight because in the early rounds, dude, Blahovich was fucking just butchering this guy's legs, dude. <laughs> Blahovich must have fucking bones of fucking titanium because he was this guy could like oh, every power. time. Every time he got kicked in the calf, bro, like he was like, he started wobbling and he started like jumping, like, ow, that fucking hurt. And he just kept attacking it. And then eventually uh, he just brought it to the ground and ended it there, which was the good move. But like, yeah, in the last two rounds, though, it was just like, like it was like not even a fair fight at that point. Uh, I thought that like a couple times there was going to be a stoppage and then they called the draw. I was like, what is happening tonight? So you got double shafted, technically. The verdict judges, dude. What did they say? Did they say Rogers? Or whatever the fuck the guy's name is, Gordon. Uh, Gordon. Over Patty. No, Gordon. No. Oh, Gordon. oh yeah, Gordon. Jared Gordon. Patty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they went Gordon. I have to go look at what they have. But yeah, see. The, the and I can't tell up. now because I think like they like sometimes the judges judge based on damage. Sometimes they judge based on like points. And I think in both scenarios, Patty lost that fight. I think he took more damage and he got out hit. Anthony Smith came out there a couple days ago on a podcast. And he was just saying how like fucking the UFC needs to fix their fucking uh, their judging. Hundred percent. He was chirping them, calling them like guys that just sit there in their fancy suits and fucking don't know anything about the sport, kind of thing. Something along those lines. And he's saying it. It should be some guys that are former UFC fighters, but the only problem with that is there might be a bit of bias if there's yeah, a fighter using a similar style to the, what they use. Like if he's a striker, they're going to vote for the striker but, kind of thing. But you said it can't be worse than what it is now. And I totally agree. I just want to say that in, in, for that one fight specifically, the Patty fight specifically, I watched it. I watched it with my girlfriend and she didn't know anything about the sport. Like that. You didn't have to know anything about the sport. And she was like, no, that's fucked up. Even. She was <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I thought it was a very uh, like it wasn't like he fucking dominated them all fight, but I but I thought like I've seen enough fights to know this is an easy win for fucking for Gordon. And then that was like the last two Yan fights, in my opinion. The O'Malley one was a lot closer than the the than the one before. I can't even remember who he fought before that. But there's something wrong with UFC judging, man. Maybe that's why well, they banned fucking gambling picks. <laughs> I I have I got two takes: one on the judges and one on Patty. Um, I always have said this, like you bring in a crew of refs every single fight night, right? Like there's usually like four or five that kind of rotate through whatever. Oh, I see what you're saying. Dude, bring in, bring in seven refs. And when you're not refing a fight, you're judging a fight. Why not have guys that have been in the octagon for X amount of fights and know when a fight's about to end and know when guys are hurt from one shot and all this stuff. And they're unbiased. They're refing unbiased, right? So, like, you go to the scorer's table when you're not in a ref and you're judging the fights. I always think that would be better. It's, it's no different. Yeah. Like, fighters, I get it. But, like, also, like, a lot of these fighters, it's no different than any other professional sport. You know, they've trained with this guy. They share an agent mm-hmm. with this guy. Uh, like, whatever, right? Like, there could be a lot, a lot more at play at that point. The refs, just let them fucking judge when they're not in the octagon. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, then... I can do something about it. That's for sure. I'm a my fan of that idea. Take, my second take is on Patty Pimblin. And I get it. He's a cash cow. Um, he sells a lot of pay-per-views. He's entertaining. Um, I've watched him fight almost every fight. I'm not that impressed with his skill set. Like, you think of other cash cows in the, in the UFC. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, you think of, like, the Conor McGregor's, the Ronda Rousey's, the Chamayev's, the John Jones. Even if you want to compare him to Sean O'Malley... Like, there hasn't been one 
Patty Pimblet fight that I would say has been more impressive than any of the other cash cows I just mentioned. Like those, like McGregor, O'Malley, uh, Jones, Chamayev, they all have these great fights and this great skill set that you could see it right away. Like, oh, that's going to be a future champion. I haven't watched one fight where I thought that about Patty. Maybe I'm the idiot here, but that's just what I think. I think he's very entertaining. Great co-main event guy. I don't think you're ever going to see Patty Pimblet fighting for a championship belt. Yeah, I'd say the difference between Patty and those guys you mentioned is like what makes those guys like the next level is is that even if the even the dudes that aren't don- like Jones is just a, a a great fighter, like you know what I'm saying, like hard to beat regardless. But even like O'Malley, when a guy like O'Malley and these other cash cows that are like questionable future champions, you know what I'm saying? Even they like. When shit gets tough, they have one style where they can just lean into and score points. You know what I mean? Whereas Patty is just like, he's like decent at everything, but not great at like anything. You know what I mean? Whereas 100%. Like, saying, like O'Malley, at least like he's going to fucking land some, dev- land some fucking like uh, big shots and they're going to make you go, oh, you know what I mean? No, McGregor, I guess anyway, same I guess way. Anyway. Yeah. McGregor, like, same way. Exactly. Jones could sit back and point you. Rousey would take you down and break your arm or something like like all these other previous cash cows. You could see that they were absolutely elite at something that the other one wasn't. Right? Like I get it. Like uh, O'Malley's loss of the UFC came to Cheeto, right? Like, it, but Cheeto's a fucking star. Like Patty just straight up. I get he got the win. Just lost to Jared Gordon. Yeah, like, yeah. That's Jared the Gordon. Thing. Like his his level of competition hasn't been near what uh, you know the, the other guys you mentioned. And yep he hasn't looked good against a guy like Jared Gordon, which is obviously concerning if this is your next <laughs> cash cow guy that's supposed to be the future champ. And he's having a tough time getting around Jared Gordon, not saying Jared Gordon's a slouch by any means, but uh, you know, this guy should be fighting against uh, people that are the top guys in his division and he should be fighting for a title the way they're talking about him, but you can't beat Jared Gordon. I don't know if you're ever going to fucking have a belt. I, I, I enjoy Patty's ego and like the, press conferences and interviews and stuff yeah that's but his money i really material right there Same i know but i really I, half of it was that i really wish it was almost a, a little bit more for show and, and he was actually a little bit more self-critical because there's so many clips of him saying like uh he gets asked about like oh people say your chin is way too high and shit like that he's like oh, i've never been knocked out you know what i'm saying never been knocked out yet like uh talk to me when it happens or something like, yeah, you never been knocked out dude, but that kind of just lost you that fight. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he couldn't defend, he couldn't defend anything. Couldn't defend a fucking no. beach ball out there. It looked part like. of his, I don't know uh, what you, you thought DK, the, but part of the whole reason he makes the money he's making though, is because of uh, that confidence he has in the press conferences and shit. The fact that he doesn't say, I know, but I'm like, just saying, I think I, I wish he was like, also a little bit more self-critical in training and stuff. I wish like he didn't get fucking massive between each fight and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, maybe now, maybe that, now though. he does. I love that. Yeah, I love that. It adds to the character, but but it's it's gonna get to a point where like it's gonna get to a point where they're gonna want him to push for a championship, and he's not gonna be able to do it if he keeps doing it. I think he's like at this point. Yeah, I think hopefully this fight switched like switched made him switch gears a little bit because, uh, like yeah, he was just easy to hit out there. And I don't think the cutting down from fucking 250 pounds is every before every fight, every six months or five months or so is healthy and will benefit him. That's crazy at all. It's crazy how you can do that. 
dude, it is crazy that that's they talk about how unhealthy weight cuts are, and he makes it even worse on himself, which is wild, right? Yeah. And how hard they are, and he just makes it as hard as possible on himself. But that's what I'm saying with Patty. Like, I guess my hot take would be if everyone thinks he's going to be this future champion, which obviously us three don't. I just think he's going to be a, you know, third fight on the pay per view before the championship fights come along because he's just not like I. Like, the McGregor thing, like, he was elite. He had a left hand that everybody was afraid of. Jones will point you to death and win in any way that he can. Like, even Daniel Cormier, he was one of the greatest wrestlers the UFC has ever seen. GSP, they were all elite. You don't just become elite in something, right? Like, realistically, in the UFC, you don't just become that. So, Patty's going to kind of struggle to be a a championship-type fighter. Yes, I think if he's going to, if he's, I think... His wrestling has the opportunity to be his strong set, but he didn't go to the... He's too vulnerable on his feet, man. Even if he is a good striker, he's just too vulnerable. He gets hit too much. I think I think he is a, a good... I've seen that clip of him, like, smoking, like, 12 Navy SEALs in a row or whatever. Have you seen that? Like, he's obviously good on the ground, and I think if he develops that into, like, some championship-level wrestling, uh, he has a chance to be a champion. But he just didn't go to the ground really at all. He didn't. He didn't even try to go to the ground in this fight. He just stood on his feet and got whacked for three rounds. His grappling, his jujitsu—that's like where he like succeeds. What's the word? Exceeds. Succeeds. Whatever. Exactly. So he has to recognize that. Yeah. He's got to develop that into a championship level fucking ground game, and then fucking and then and then recognize that's where he's strong when he's actually in the ring. He's gonna get a title shot like eventually. The way that yeah, UFC they've been doing that recently. Eh? The way he, Oma- like, it's like a popularity I, concert. Yeah, O'Malley's going to get literally. a title shot, and he fucking hasn't beaten Cheeto yet. Like, he should get away. I know. But he, he beat I thought that Peter Young, and he's been fighting rant. He's been fighting I thought rant that was crazy. And, well, see, but uh, the, like we said, the O'Malley thing, like, yes, I think O'Malley and Patty probably both lost their fights, but the O'Malley and Yon one was way closer yeah, than this definitely. Patty versus Jared Gordon. And yeah, and think, about, think about what that, like, what we just said. O'Malley versus Yawn was way closer, who Yawn was the number one contender than this unranked fucking guy that I, no disrespect to Jared Gordon, I never fucking heard of the guy before. Patty <laughs> just flat out lost. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, they're not then, even on the same level. No, and I think the, I'm trying to think exactly what uh, Patty fights at here. I'm trying to pull up the other fighters in that weight division, but I'm pretty sure like he's got to go up against guys like Charles Oliveira and shit if he wants to get a title shot. Which I think is, is he lightweight? Like I, I'm trying to. Fight. It'd be done in a round. Oh, actually, I would love to see that fight. Yeah, he's a lightweight. He's a lightweight. Two grab, two grapplers. Yeah, and who else is in the lightweight division right now? Like that's like the toughest. Patty division. Like, I think or, or Charles Oliveira wouldn't need to go there. to the ground in that fight. Yeah, he wouldn't even need, need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and if he did, <laughs> I think he would be much better. Like I think he's just way more experienced. Like that that'd too, be yeah. interesting to see them in a jujitsu fucking fight, though, just to see who has the better skills. I'd go mm-hmm. Oliveira all day, but. Damn, it's the more you talk about it, you realize UFC really just is the best sport. Like, why do you, you know say what I'm that? saying? Like, because you were saying like it'd be cool to see them in a jujitsu, and I'm like, yeah, maybe a jujitsu has chance, but like this is just like the best fighter yeah. wins. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like opposed to boxing or kickboxing or just wrestling. Or yeah, like you can do anything minus like fucking some dirty shit. You know what I, I mean? I think you UFC one there was. I think UFC won. They only uh, the only thing that wasn't allowed was like eye poke, like eye gouging, and like one other thing. There was only two nut, things that weren't nut allowed. Shots. No, that was allowed in number one because there's that famous there's that famous clip of the guy fucking just absolutely drilling a guy in the nuts <laughs> really? forty five times. Dude, but then UFC watch, two they took that out. 
Yeah, watch <laughs> UFC one, dude. There's one guy who comes out with a boxing glove on one hand and like bare knuckles on the other hand, yeah. or something like that. And what? then they have no weight classes, so they got like a super heavyweight sumo wrestler against like a skinny little kickboxer. The kickboxer like yeah, damn, I need kicks to get... him in the head. The guys, they didn't wear mouth guards, so he like got a tooth in the foot and fucking they had a. That's wrap UFC his foot one. Out. I've seen that video. Yeah. And they would fight multiple times. So they would fight, win that fight, and that guy made it to the next round. They would come out later that night and fight again and go on. And you know who the best guy was? was Royce Gracie there, the jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah. Fucking smoky there. Really? Dude, so that UFC, shit was the best. That's the best. And there was no time limit on the rounds. It was just go and fight until <laughs> someone wins. So it guys can so be rolling awesome. around for 45 fucking minutes and then Dude. have to fight a second time that night. <laughs> UFC, UFC started like 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 – more unorganized and crazier than like a rough and rowdy and then ended up being like a legit sport. Well, Dana White took That's over crazy. years and years after that shit and he took it oh, to okay. another level. He right. took it yep. to the next fucking level. It wasn't even called UFC before that. It was called something else. Like, I can't even remember what the fuck it was called. But it was uh, crazy. You can find that on YouTube. It's definitely uh, good entertainment. That's for sure. But hell, should I rip off what I got for this weekend or what? Send it. Absolutely. All right. Well, you, as we said at the start of the show in Ontario, you can't, you know, legally place bets on UFC anymore, but there are some places out there where you can still place bets. So in case you are somewhere outside of Ontario or you found a loophole where you can place these bets, uh, use uh, BetStamp, which is an awesome app that can show you what sports book has the best odds for these picks. Use code NUX when you sign up. And uh, right away for my picks here, I like Brian Battle. His head kick knockout in his last fight there was just beautiful and it won me money. I don't know when that was like, four months ago now, three months ago, but that was back in the good old days when you could gamble on UFC in Ontario. And then also we got Nurmagomedov. Uh, you never bet against anyone with that last name. So obviously I'm going with him. He's probably a, a huge favorite. So if you are making picks, you probably want to parlay uh, him with somebody. Also Corey McKenna. She might have the shortest reach in the UFC, but it didn't stop her last fight. So I like her to win as well. And then uh, Drew Dober. This guy has never had a boring fight in UFC. So definitely tune in for this one against Bobby Green. It's going to be a banger. I'm going to go with Dover in that. And then uh, Marquez and the Celtic kid, Jake Matthews, I also think will get the W. And then that main event between Strickland and Canornier there, I'm not even going to touch that one. I think it'll be a great fight, but uh, too evenly matched for me to make a pick on that. And uh, that'll be my picks for this weekend. Like uh, I'll put the rest of my picks, I guess, out on Instagram. If anyone's still tailing those. But uh, this is also the last UFC card of the year. So hopefully it's a good one. And I don't know about you, DK. You're probably uh, still on strike or you making any picks. Yeah, no, I'm just following the law and, you know, being protected by the Ontario Gaming and yeah, uh, nice. whatever committee, nice. like the fucking joke committee of the world. They're protecting um, you, you know, from making I'm just money. Being protect- go. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm being protected. You know what? I'll just follow the law because obviously it's in place just to, to make the world a better place. And you know what? I'll just have to keep following the laws around here. Uh, was that sarcasm yes <laughs> yes for sure i guess i didn't even do a wicked ticket for that one eh? but uh i didn't really say if i was parlaying anything so we'll just leave it at that those are the picks i had there that i mentioned and uh you know parlay however you feel like uh i don't think we got uh nhl or nfl picks that uh correct boys are we taking a little break let's take the, the holiday year? off let's, yeah let's take the holiday off the yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I just I don't want to yeah. rush picks and and give out uh, picks that I really haven't had time to research, and I just I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. So I'm yeah. taking the week off. I was thinking too, like next week is the last week before you know we get into Christmas Eve and the holidays and that. So I was thinking next week, like I don't know if you guys are available for an episode, but I'll be good 
to do one next week, but then uh, the following week it might be might get a little uh, you know Shaky. tricky to, to meet up for those. Yeah, I don't know what the plans are for the holidays, so we might take like a week off there. Do the live in there. person. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, well, I could bring like I'm just not planning on bringing my microphone and all this set up with me. So I guess we can keep the listeners posted on the Instagram or something. But there is a chance we won't have an episode out uh, in the future weeks coming here. But in the new year, we'll be fucking repping them for sure. But we'll keep you guys posted, anyways. Um, NHL, we had a uh, a couple things. I think DK wanted to bring up for NHL. I don't know if you got a game for us today, or uh, I think you also wanted to take a look at some of uh, like how our favorite teams are doing, kind of thing. Maybe I'll just let you take it away here, DK, and let us know what the hell is going on. Okay, I'm gonna start off with the uh, our takes on our favorite teams. So Ty, I'm gonna let you go first. Um, Give us your take. It's like I, I, I've said this a couple times. In the NHL, they always say after American Thanksgiving, you know what your team is. Um, give us a two-minute spiel on your prediction for the end of the year for the Sens, what they should do. Are they going to make the playoffs? Should they be sellers? What are you hoping for as a fan? Give us a two-minute spiel, and then, Stu, you could go, and I'll just I'll pile on because I think Stu and I are probably going to be pretty similar. Yeah, well, I didn't even prep anything for this topic here, but uh... – November was rough as fuck for the Senators. Uh, we have turned it around here the last few games. Like, I think right now we're, I want to say, nine points behind the Rangers for that last wild card spot. So it is possible we've got a game in hand. DJ's kind of uh, not so much on the hot seat as he was, but I still think, you know, in the long term, the Sens need to upgrade their coaching staff. And uh, I don't know, man, I don't think that happens until they sell the team. So I think for a while we're stuck with DJ and uh and Zaitsev's going to keep finding his way into the lineup as long as DJ's still there. But, uh, you know, we really have turned things around. I think it was the game against the Rangers when Brady Kachuk got that overtime game winner plus the game time goal in that. That just, that could have been the season game changer right there. And uh, we've seen the Ottawa Senators be way out of a playoff spot before and go on Hamburglar run kind of thing. There's a little magic that can happen with this team. That was years and years ago, so fucking obviously not the same players, but uh, I still believe. I'm going to believe right until it's mathematically not possible. But uh, I like how we've turned it around since November. It's still kind of how I predicted the start of the season to go, I think. Like, it's going to take the boys a while to get uh, the chemistry work in between these lines and whatnot, and now I see it's finally, they're starting to click. You see Geruda Debrink, it keeps happening. That keeps going in, and... Uh, we do have injuries we're battling with too. Norris hasn't been back. We got Zub out. We got Bernard Docker out. Fucking the list goes on. So that hasn't been helpful either, but we're still finding a way to win win games recently. Go sense go. Stu, take it away with our fucking baby Leafs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to touch on the Senators real quick before I do that, but I think uh, my thoughts on the Senators 30 games into the season uh, could be summed up um, by that single clip of Thomas Shabbat clubbing yeah, his teammate, Travis, Travis Hamannick, yeah. <laughs> in the fucking face on the bench. If you had to sum up November, I agree, but I don't agree with the season now. I think we fucking uh, shit's turned <laughs> around mean, for yeah, the You're still last place, right? That was just the other day. That was literally like last week. That, that, yeah, that, we won that, that, we won that, that game. No, I'm saying, I'm saying if you're trying to fucking sum it up with a meme or something like that, because we're fucking going down that road then that sums up november but uh not how we've been playing lately we've been looking good lately well captain right. kachuk baby let's go fair um <laughs> and the leafs i mean i don't really have much to say other than uh marner's a wizard and Until we're winning games hit. i mean 
we lost the Rangers, but that's okay because I like the Rangers too. And it kind of saves a couple fucking bets I've made. Uh, it doesn't save at all by any means. Sorry. Um, it kind of helps out my bets a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because I bet them to to win the Metropolitan. They're in fourth in the Metropolitan. So then you make I up some the points. I needed the Rangers to lose that game against the Leafs. What was that last night? I needed the Rangers Buddy, to lose. Buddy, you're fucking 10 points behind, bro. The Sens aren't chasing shit, dude. The Sens are chasing Montreal for not lasting Before that, it was seven. Before that game, it was seven. So it's like, it's nine now. They're chasing Montreal to not finish last of the Atlantic is what <laughs> they're chasing. You, you like the Rangers because the Leafs suck. That's why you have a backup <laughs> team. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, fucking... I'll accept the Rangers defeat, but um, I, I like I don't know I have more to say to be honest about the Leafs when they're when they're playing like shit, um, than to say when they're doing good. So I'll let uh, I'll let you highlight some things, DK. Yeah, so with the Leafs, like I think you know Ty, you talk about battling injuries. I think uh, the Leafs have kind of battled through a lot more, uh, you know important guys than fucking bernard docker yeah, or whatever the guy, that guy's name is like morgan riley josh norris and Zub? what are you talking about those are our core players morgan but Ty- riley's way better than zoo brody's way better than zoo we nah, for fucking riley doesn't even have a goal does riley shot, even have a goal this season that guy sucks he's 60 assists buddy as you say he's the number How one defenseman goals? on a fucking great team um, either way, what, what I'm trying to say here is I don't, I don't have many, uh, complaints with the Leafs game right now. My prediction is that we go to the first round and end up playing Tampa, which to me, my prediction would be if we go into the first round and have to play Tampa again, like I just don't see us winning. Um, but at the same point, like Ty says, I'm going to fucking cheer for my team until they're mathematically or actually out of the playoffs. Um, the one thing I will say with the senators tie is like, with, with, with the Leafs for like 10 straight years, man, it was so frustrating to watch because we come into the season and have like all the hopes because we had like decent pieces just like the Senators do and a couple good young guys and whatever else. And then we'd finish like 500, have like the 13th overall pick in the draft. And then it would just be a vicious cycle of like constant. Like I'm a big believer in you're either a big buyer or you're a big seller. So like the Senators, if they're still kicking around where they're kicking around in game 50, like they need to start selling off pieces because you might as well go for the highest draft pick you possibly can and just reset next year. You guys are young enough and have good enough pieces to do that because if the Leafs were down low like that, that's exactly what I'd be cheered for them to do too. They're literally selling the team. <laughs> they're going to sell the fucking <laughs> team. And then they're going to go from there. Like that's when I think shit turns around because that's when you get a new coach and you see different lineup changes coming in. And I see what you're saying. They're talking more about trades and whatnot. And I yeah, think the sense they obviously I'd, need a fucking like a defenseman, a solid right-handed defenseman. That's the biggest thing they're lacking. There's a guy named Tyler Clevin that's coming up from North Dakota. That's supposed to be that oh, guy. We always hear about same, these guys, eh? Fuck. Oh, hell. the same way Jake Sanderson's coming and been on a fucking tear, man. Guys, a beauty. He's another one of those guys, but they're not rushing his thing. They're not rushing his uh, development. Why would they trade away picks that they're going to need? in the future for some guy that's going to fill in now when we're not competing for a playoff spot. Just well, I think by course, selling, he means like selling, do. selling like yeah. established dudes. Yeah. Selling pieces yeah, off your team that. to get no. picks and to get a higher pick. If you guys are 60 games in and no. you're, you know, tw- 26 time. and 30, 30 and you're out of the playoffs, like you may as well sell. Like if the Leafs were in that position, I'd be screaming for them to sell off anything. That's not the core. I wouldn't do it. Picks I'm not screaming bets. shit. There's not, it's not often. Um, DK and I quarrel when we're talking about uh, sense, but I will say I totally disagree 
and I do agree with Ty. Uh, I think most of their big pieces are young guys that fit the rebuild minus Giroux. And then kind of the older like Giroux, though. Kind of like the older guys are like the the more backseat dudes. Like you can sell fucking Hamannick, I guess. You can try and sell Zaitsev. You can try and sell some lower guys. Right, exactly. That's what I mean. You can try. That's exactly what I'm saying. I don't think anybody's taking Hamannick either. But I'm saying probably not. Probably not. But he's better than Zaitsev, in my opinion. (laughs) But I'm saying like, who is there realistically to sell? You can't. You can't. You can't get rid of Debrinket. You can't get rid of Formanton either because the guy fucking, like, what's going on with Formanton, dude? Like, they think he's a... Probably one of the Hockey Canada, Canada dudes. They they really, that's that's all signs point to that because he hasn't made a statement on that. Obviously, you can't because it's an ongoing investigation. But uh, they didn't sign him. When I hope they released a list, bro. I hate when we just throw people on the barbecue. I hope there's a fucking that's list. That's the thing. I shouldn't do that. Kids. I shouldn't even mention that because he might be totally innocent. And I'm being a fucking fucktard. But all the signs really point <laughs> to it. I mean, like, the guy hasn't signed and he was, like, a great player for us not a fantastic player but he was a solid player that you'd want on your team as a third or fourth liner kind of guy he's young and he's fast but for whatever reason they didn't sign him so Yo, it makes me think makes i'd me think say <laughs> never mind i was gonna make uh, I, never mind <laughs> All right. i was gonna uh, i was gonna other- say something bad it sounded like i was making a joke of the situation so but I, i'll say it in a uh, uh, a more uh, mature way but uh i would say uh all signs not all signs except for the fact that he's playing and has a contract also could suggest that Batherson was was wrapped up into that too because that was an ottawa thing right and people i've seen people saying ottawa. like bat batherson was one of the guys that didn't say no you know, well, none of them said shit name. because you can't call a lot of them did a lot of investigation. Them did. No, a lot of them said like had alibis, like tweeted alibis and shit like that. But um, I don't know. But I, I'm not saying he is. But fuck, we should probably. He is like, one of the uh, guys people were thinking that he could have yeah. been involved. He was on the team and everything. But I mean, they sign him, they play him, and everything, and then Foreman in, they don't, which is like a little sus, you know. It's just but Batherson's the better player, though, is what I'm saying. So he kind of gets like a little like. He, well, he was already just, signed too. He was already signed. Yeah, right. I guess true. But anyways, yeah, fucking, we'll see what that comes out. Under the bus, kind of thing. So. Yeah, it's tough to. Uh, we should probably shouldn't be like sending around fucking names before anything's up. But I'm saying if it <laughs> when when the investigation is finished, though, I I I, I like there's something tells me that they won't release the actual names. But I fucking, I hope to God that fucking name gets list because that's fucked up shit, bro. And 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 I love throwing people on the barbecue. Formanton should have been signed though. Like he would have been a yeah. good piece. The Sens could have used, and they didn't do it for a while. And they didn't reason. try to trade him. Nobody was interested in no, trade too because no they could have traded that so as an RFA. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I'm like, this is sus. That but, is pretty uh, sus. We'll, we'll move on from that because it's a little bit of a touchy subject and whatnot. But uh, did you have uh, anything else on NHL here? I don't. Know, uh, DK's game. Add, like, it's a replacing little, uh, game for us or something, eh? Yeah, replacing my Stewie J Saturday, so uh, we got to fill in. And DK's got uh, one of his uh, games. He's the he's a he's like the quiz master. <laughs> I do love fucking playing games, and I love it where I have all my fucking stats in front of me, and I just throw you guys random shit. Like, and, yeah, I get to see your guys' reaction. So I have um, two teams from the east, two teams from the west. Uh, this is either this is buy or sell. Are you buying the stock, thinking that this team is going to? You know, whatever team I bring up, that they're going to keep keep rolling and make the playoffs. Are you buying that they're a bad team? Or are you selling it, saying, you know what, this is a flash of the fucking pan, and I don't want this shit. 
Um, Stu, I will start with you. So let me start off with the Florida Panthers. They're 14, 13, and 4. They have 32 points. They won the President's Trophy last season. They fired their coach at the end of the season. They made changes to the core, losing Huberto, losing Uyghur. Um, They're currently 11th place in the Eastern Conference, 5th in the Atlantic, 5th in the Wild Card Race. Are you buying that this Florida team is going to miss the playoffs, or are you selling it saying this is just them trying to figure it out to start off? Ah, uh, that's tough. I think, um, nah, it'd be hard for me to to say that Florida misses the playoffs. I think, I think Florida still is a really good team. However, I do, I do. Even though Kachuk has been pretty well their best player this year, I do think their team got a little bit worse. Um, and Huberto and Weger by no means are like playing outstanding in Calgary right now. They were supposed to. I think both of them are kind of. I've been a little bit underwhelming, but like those guys were monsters and very huge pieces for the success of Florida. And judging by um, what I've heard about Huberto and his sweet fucking rides and, and Uyghur and his McLaren or whatever the fuck he owns, they were loving the Florida lifestyle and they were loving playing in Florida. Uh, Calgary doesn't suit their fucking um, lifestyle as much. And you're seeing a little bit of drop, but they were fucking menaces for Florida. Uyghur was a huge part of that team. Um, I remember in the... In the bubble year, I think Ekblad was hurt, and they were playing against, I think they were playing Tampa Bay in the first round, and that was a hard-fought series, and Uyghur was such a monster for them. They didn't win the series, but um, Uyghur is a really good defenseman, and that was a big loss. And you saw when when Ekblad went down, I didn't watch, I don't follow um, the Panthers too close on a game-by-game basis, but I assume when Ekblad went down, like Montour was the guy to kind of really step at his step up as their number one guy on on their D-line there, and he's by no means a guy you'd, you'd want to kind of carry your defense, right? Um, not saying he's a bad defenseman. He is actually a great defenseman, but, um, yeah, not a guy that's going to be able to carry all that load. Uh, Gustav Forsling, like, there's a couple, like, pieces there that you could argue is, like, the next guy up, but either way, you look kind of thin when Ekblad goes down, as he often does. Um, and then I think they just lost a little bit of like, um, I guess you could say depth. I don't know what the line situation is, but, um, they had a really good system having Barkov, um, Verhage and whoever else they slot in on the other side. It was often, sometimes it was Duclair, um, as a first line and then Huberto on the second line with like a, a Bennett or something, right. They had a good system going on to be able to throw out two lines with, with, uh, with star power, um, and I, I yeah, I don't really know what it is now, but it just seems that they just lost a little bit of something on the front end too. However, they kind of have to learn to play with Kachuk more than Kachuk seems to have to learn to play with them because Kachuk's already doing so well. So I think they'll turn it around. Um Verhage's having a pretty decent season. He has fifteen goals in thirty games. Um but then there's guys like, ah, like Anton Lundell. That thir- like they were so deep, dude. Like remember, An- remember the third line: Anton Lundell, Mason Marchment, and I forget the third person on that line. Wasn't it Trocheck wasn't Trocheck on the Panthers last year as well. I think he was on the Canes. Oh, okay, my fault. Um, but yeah, that third line was disgusting, dude. And like they, 
I remember there was one game they used to smoke teams like nine to three and shit like that and seven to yeah. four and like they'd score so Huberto many goals had a game. Hundred points, right? Huberto was flying for them yeah. last year. Yeah, and the yeah. third line was on like point per game. I think Lindell was almost a point per game player, and I think Marchment was on there. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, they could I throw agree. like third line like that. They lost so much depth on four. Uh, 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 yeah, in their forward lines, and then they just got one piece thinner, one big piece thinner on defense, and it's just not. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Wait, what was the verdict there though? Are they making playoffs? I was gonna or say not? you're almost talking yourself into into selling on the on this team. Yeah, like, or you're actually no no, sorry. You were selling at the start. You're selling it, you're saying this is just them hitting a fucking roadblock, but now it seems like you're talking yourself into buying that they are just kind of a mediocre team that might miss the playoffs. I don't think they may, I think they're good enough to make the playoffs, but I don't yeah. think they're Florida anymore. They're not a presence trophy team anymore. Like they was just I don't know. Brutal trade, apparently, uh, in my opinion. I, I know Kachuk is doing great over there. Kachuk's a star right now, but I'm saying it it, it just looks like a fucking brutal trade <laughs> based on how, how their performance is as a team. But I think they're a playoff team, though. They're still in lo- Like, they're not missing. Like, what place are they in now? Like, they're just, like, a few points out of a playoff spot if if they're if they're even not in one. Yeah, they're fifth in the Atlantic, fifth in the wild card, and 11th in the Eastern Conference. Ty, are you buying or selling on the Florida Panthers? They're making it in. So I don't yeah, know if exactly. that's buying or selling, but they're going to be a wild card. I think they're going to be a wild yeah, card. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, going to sneak right in there. You don't even have to give reasoning, bro. I think you're on the same page of me, right? Like, but similar, I fucking, like, think- I will say, I wish they fucking scrapped the wild card shit and went back to the top eight from each conference making it in. That has nothing to do with, the, with Florida, but. Just made it easier to follow as a kid for sure so florida oh yeah well florida, fucking, see i'm still like i can only still follow it that that i'm only good at following the top eight like i'm trying to understand this wild card shit i don't fucking understand yeah. it dude ty learns <laughs> it gets like a four beers in that night and then forgets it all the next morning facts dude i'm probably already four four beers in already that's probably why i forgot it <sighs> see so if you're talking florida like they're not gonna come top three in the this is just my take on it they're not going to come top three in the Atlantic. They're not better than Boston. They're not better than Toronto. They're not better than Tampa. So that fucking knocks them right out of that uh, conversation. And in the wild card right now, they're sitting behind the Rangers, the Islanders, Washington, and Detroit. And then there they are with 32 points tied with Detroit for 32. Um, I don't I think, think they're better than the Rangers. I don't know if they're better oh. than the Islanders. I don't like, and it's only two We're teams only out of each wild card. That four points it. behind Florida, baby. Sense. When you put it like that, yeah, Fuck actually. Florida Sands are making you know what I'm saying? Like, Let's go. I'm just looking like long game. Like they have a lot of pretty decent teams to beat that I feel like have more potential to really turn it on than Florida does. Um, I'm actually going to go against what you guys say, which is whatever. Like it's 30 games into the season. It's early to say this. I'm I'm uh, I'm buying the fact that Florida is just this team. I think they made too many changes. When you make that many changes to your core, like you said, plus some depth pieces that were really good, like the Mason Marchments, you win a President's Trophy, you were the best offensive team almost in history last year, and then you fucking lose a ton of pieces, fire your coach. It just doesn't seem to be working out at this very moment. So I'm going to move on to my next team. And it's actually the team that they fucking traded with, which was the Calgary Flames. So, Ty, I'm going to start with you. They're 13, 11, and 6. They also have 32 points. They also made major changes to their core, um, not by choice. Kachuk wanted out. Goudreau left. Um, they had major additions. Huberto, Uyghur, Kadri. They had a lot of guys come in here to make this team better. They are the 5th in the division and 19th in the NHL with their 32 points. Jacob Markstrom, who was at 
Vesna candidate last season has posted his worst goals against average and his worst save percentage since the 2014-15 season so far. We just talked about him. He had a quote saying, I suck yeah. at hockey right now. <laughs> and Huberto's not fully working out. You just don't know. Calgary just seems like they're just fucking running on a treadmill. They can't make any ground on anybody right now. Are you buying that this Calgary team is just going to kind of be mediocre, too many changes in one season, or are you selling it saying these these guys are going to figure it out, make the playoffs? Ty, you start. Well, as of this point, I'm saying, first of all, shout out Strong Bombs again for dropping Mark Strong because that was actually <laughs> a great move in the long run. But I think in the longer run now, I think Markstrom gets it together at some point this season yeah. and he goes on a little bit of a tear and he starts figuring it out. And I think Calgary as well as Florida sneak in as a wild card too. Because I think like who's ahead of Calgary? Edmonton's ahead of them. And uh Seattle, LA, and Vegas. Yep. I think all those teams make it in before Calgary does. So I think they're sneaking in as a wild card, the Flames. Um, maybe we can talk about Seattle once we're done this game too, because I know I'm still believing they make playoffs. I know uh Stewie no J, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So we'll save that for after. We'll bring up Seattle again after. But I'm saying wild card. Calgary's a wild card team because Markstrom figures it out and they go on a bit of a, a tear, not in a good enough tear to get them into the, you know, locked in positions or whatever you call those ones that aren't wild cards. I think they're a wild card team. Stu? So I don't know if that's buying or selling. Is that buying or selling? No, you're selling. You're, you're selling. You're thinking that selling, they're... Boys. You know what I mean? Like you're selling like, fuck it. Shit. These guys are going to make the playoffs. This is just a blip in the radar. Um, I'm selling, selling it. Boys. So, Stu, you're up. I'm selling, and I'm selling heavy. I think, I think they're better than a wild card team. They probably finish the season in th- second or third in the Pacific. I think Vegas. Wins I thought the they'd win the cup going into it before the season started. I think I they like, still might. Calgary versus Rangers. That was my prediction. I don't think they're done. All they need right now, okay, right now, even with Marshall playing like shit, um, they're not in a terrible position. They played a game less than Edmonton. They're three points behind, so they're they're a game and a half behind Edmonton, right? Assuming they win, and assuming they get wins, um, Seattle's actually in decent position. Uh, LA has thirty-seven points, so they're five points up on Calgary, but they played three more games, so that's not like a. You could, we could have this exact same conversation whether we're buying or selling about Edmonton too. You know what I mean? Like, these are four teams in that in like L.A., Seattle, Edmonton, Calgary that That's are tight. not far enough from each other. Like from from the top to the bottom, aren't far enough from each other that to even make a pr- prediction like based on who's coming second, dude. To be honest, so and I think Calgary is the best team of those, the best team of those four. And actually, LA looks pretty good, but I think Calgary is the best team. I think they come second in the Pacific still, to be honest. Um, yeah, all they need is a little switch from Markstrom. And even if they don't have a little fucking uh, uh, some improvement from Markstrom, I think they're still a wildcard team. Vladar looks like Vladar's been a very good goalie. Or whatever the fuck you say his name. He's been a very good backup for them. Like they kind of have two solid goalies there. Yeah, no, they're I agree. He'd be uh, number one, yeah. I, I don't know if like I love uh, Vladar's nickname. They call him Darth Vladar. I think that's fucking unbelievable. Um, Darth I Gerber like was it. cooler. Just saying, just saying. Darth Gerber, Gerber was way cooler. Darth Gerber, I almost said that would have been bad. Eh? <laughs> Darth but, Gerber, no. you remember that guy? He Martin was a Gerber. Yeah. Martin Gerber, he was oh, a leaf. The Swiss legend. Um, Buddy, that guy I, was my idol growing up. I fucking loved Darth for whatever reason. Darth Gerber with that black helmet and shit. That was like my favorite player. I wanted to be a goalie when I was growing up. Never happened though. I'm glad it didn't. I would have popped my knees out too many times. 
did it as a player anyways. Anyways, sorry, DK. I'm fucking ruining your game. Just shambling the shit over you. No, you're all good. So I, I do... I do agree with you guys. I think that they have a less tough climb to make the playoffs than fucking uh, um, Florida 100%. does. Yep. Like in the wild card right now, like in the Pacific, which is the division they're in, it goes Vegas, Los Angeles, Seattle, right? The wild card right now is Edmonton, Colorado, Calgary. Like I do not see it playing out like that. Um, you I just have, think you have that... another team on your list there, DK, because I want to bring up Seattle too uh, as part of this game. If you want to throw it in there at the bottom of your list, okay. I was gonna say I got two more teams that are are kind of opposite of what what we've done. But just to wrap this up, then we'll do we'll throw in Seattle. Uh, yeah, whenever. If you want to do Seattle now, we can. I'm I'm buying the or I'm selling the stock that Calgary is not this good. I think they have an easy road to the playoffs, a lot easier than Florida's. So I think they make the playoffs. And I think this is just kind of a blip in the radar as everybody gets comfortable um, joining their new team. Huberto hasn't been great. Uyghur hasn't been great. Markstrom hasn't been great. And these are players that have track records of being very good players um, uh, up to elite players. So I think they fucking figure it out and they'll make the playoffs. Um, okay. We'll, we'll go to Seattle. Ty 16, 10 and one, like I said, or, yeah, I think they're 16, 10, and three through 29 games they have 35 points they're third in the pacific right now behind vegas and los angeles kind of a a cinderella story type run for the seattle kraken here you guys buying or selling seattle kraken stock no i'm rooting for these guys man i want to make them i want to see them be relevant because like i was so excited well i shouldn't say i was so excited for them to be part of the league but like i was excited to see how they do in the nhl and whatnot and then I thought they'd be another Vegas team where going into the draft, they're going to pick up Carey Price and Tarasenko and all these guys. And they didn't, they went all over all those guys and picked up a bunch of guys that, you know, I did not expect them to pick. And then their first year was disappointing. And I was like, oh, fuck, they fucking screwed up that draft. But to see them doing well this year, I feel like it's almost all going to come together in the long run. And I would like to see them be successful. I think I want to see them, you know, compete in the playoffs and whatnot to make them like a relevant team. I don't want to see them become another. Obviously, they're not going to become another Columbus Blue Jackets or Arizona Coyotes or something like that. But honestly, like before this year, fucking watching them last year, they didn't mean shit. They were just another irrelevant team like Columbus or Arizona. So to see them be a relevant team gets me excited. I want to see them fucking packing the place like Vegas does in the playoffs and see the lights go on and all the crazy shit. They're th- what do they throw on the ice? Throw like fish on the ice and shit. Like I'm excited for this team to to see what they could do in the playoffs. I think the hype behind it would be electric watching their games and. Uh, I'm, I'm saying they're making it in. Stewie J, I think you're against them making it in. So if you're willing, I'll fucking put a bet down right now. 20 bucks, they make it in. I do it. I'm done. Yeah, sure. Good. All right. Um, shake. There's a virtual <laughs> handshake for you. For the listeners. But uh, I think, I think, um, wait, DK, just for clarification, selling was meaning for like the shitty team, the teams that are doing shitty selling was meaning that they were going to do they were gonna. Better. They were gonna turn it around and do better for the. Good Why would you make it buying? Buy if well, you're you, buying stock, you're buying it low to, for them to be better. That's why I haven't said for either because I'm too confused, dude. I'm too yeah, I mean, too, <laughs> I'm too. So with the good, <laughs> with with like underperforming teams, what I was saying is, are you buying that they're this bad, or are you selling it, saying this is just a blip in the radar for the good teams? I was saying, are you uh, are you buying like they are this good, or are you? I guess it's all fucking buying and selling. Who fucking knows? All right, just do you think they're gonna fucking keep it up, or do you think they're gonna fucking blow a tire like Seattle? Like, what, right, what do you for- think on Seattle? 
from this point forward, I'm changing the format of a game. You're, we're, we're basing the team is like a stock, all right. So you want to buy low and you want to sell high, right? If I'm t- looking at Seattle as a stock and I own it right now, I'm selling for sure, dude. Are you kidding me? They're fucking. So they're not. They're what? No, no, hundred percent not. Well, I'm not gonna say hundred percent, but I don't think so at all. I think uh, like you with really Calgary City, bucks on it though, eh? no, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, twenty bucks. So come on, I'll do that for sure all day long. I think Calgary's sitting outside. I think, yeah, every single team that's in the playoffs right now that is in a playoff spot right now in the West deserves to be there. And I think Calgary, you said, is on, is on the outside looking in at this point, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, there. So yeah, I think and I, Edmonton, yeah. and I think Calgary's a way better team than Seattle. I think Seattle, unfortunately, they had a good start to the season. I think they just get fucking, they just get out talented when it comes down to. I just want them it. to do good. Like I want to see them in the playoffs. I don't want them to be. So they're doing great. They're doing great right now. But I think it's like a couple of years down the line still before they're anything. They have a long road to the playoffs, right? Like so, they're in third right now in that division. Edmonton and Calgary are breathing right down their necks. You're going to ask me here today who's going to be better at the end of the season. I'd pick Edmonton, Calgary, and Los Angeles um, probably to end with more points and have a better record than Seattle does right now. Um, So, I'm yeah, I'm selling this fucking – this is as high as uh, the price is going to be for Seattle, I think, and I'm fucking – I'm selling big time. Any team that's 7-6-2 at home, uh, you're struggling winning games at home, that's a fucking – that's not a playoff team. That's going to be tough. All right. When you want to value a stock, right? You want to look at the 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 revenue statements. You know what I'm saying? You want to you want to look at kind of like the, the 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 deeper stats of the company, right? If I look at the deeper stats of the fucking Seattle Kraken, both are, neither of new. their goals. No one knows. Fucking new team. No, so far through 30 games. You know what I'm saying? Like your first quarter okay, summary. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like your earnings reports, right? Let's say today was the Seattle Kraken earnings report. They're in the playoffs. Let's go. Their stock would tank, bro. They're in a playoff spot. Yeah, their market price is up there because they're there. Yeah, for sure. But I'm saying if you look at – you have to base whether – based on the stats, do you think they're going to continue? You know what I mean? I don't think so yeah. at all. Martin Jones and Philip Grubauer, both their goalies, have sub-900. Um, like nine goals. Sub-900 save percentages, bro. And neither – and there's no player on their team that's a point per game. I think Burakovsky is the closest. I mean, not that that's like a super important thing, but I think realistically, there's they're just getting getting well rounded scoring for like the most part. Like all four lines are kind of banging, but you can't expect that to have like at some point. If you're if a team's doing really well, you you hope that they have some stars. Do you know what I'm saying? That because at some point every team's gonna hit a rut, and it's gonna be your it's gonna be your fucking elite players that carry you through that, and they don't got any. And both their goalies aren't playing generally well. I have no idea how they're even doing this good at this point, but um, kudos to them for for what they've done. But I'm selling majorly. And when the I, when this earning report comes out, dude, their stock is gonna fucking tank. I'm just got I, insider information apparently that nobody else. The tie is clearly not seeing. I don't disagree, Ooh. but if, to use your your logic about the stocks against you, they have the uh, tied for the second best goal differential in the whole Pacific division. Vegas is the best at plus 22. LA's minus 11. Seattle's plus six. Edmonton's plus six. Calgary's minus three. Um, and they they played less games. Like, they have, like, more goals than Calgary. They played less games. They've, like, I don't know. They're better than, <laughs> if you look at the team stats, like, the in the standings, they're yeah. better than LA. I still agree with you 100 fucking percent. This is as high as the price 
of the Seattle stock is going to get, and I'm selling it as soon as I can get on Wealth Simple or whatever fucking app that people use now nowadays. I'm selling <laughs> free, it right free, away. Free promo. Yeah, free promo. Yeah, free promo for fucking Wealth Simple. But I agree with you. I'm selling it. Uh, Ty, you said you're keep. You're like you're keeping the stock. It's going to be a long play for you. Stu, yeah. you're selling it too. Selling it so high, dude. I'm making a fucking stack too. I love it. I love. I like that too. Okay, I got two more teams. I'll fire through them quick because we are fucking probably getting a little bit long here. I'll start. They're two good teams, so steal whatever you want. This is as high as the stock is going to be for these teams, or it's not. This is either a keep for a long play or you're going to sell it high. My first team here is the Winnipeg Jets. They're 19-9-1. They got 39 points. They're third overall in the whole Western Conference. They missed the playoffs last year. And I don't know if you guys remember at the end of last season, there was a lot of talk if they were going to break up that core. They stripped Blake Wheeler of the captaincy. They kept the Wheeler, Shifley, Kyle Connor, PLD, who there was a ton of rumors of him saying he wanted out in the offseason. And even though there was lots of talk about them breaking up, they decided to stick with it, and it seems like it's working. Connor Hellebuck is all the way back through 23 starts. He's had a 927 save percentage and a 2.39 goals against average uh, through the 23 starts. This is his best stats since the 2017-2018 season. Um, and just a little just a little caveat, Stu. I don't know. I think I looked it up. Pecorine won the fucking Vesna in 2017 and 18 just because I look back at those stats. Fucking... Uh, Hellebuck went 44 and 11 with a 236 goals against average and a 924 save percentage in 17, 18 and didn't win the Vesna, which is absurd <laughs> to me. Like, that's just crazy to me. I don't know what Pecorino's fucking stats were, but they had to be out of this fucking world if Hellebuck didn't win it. But either way, back to the Jets, like I said, 19, nine and one 39 points. They look very good when you watch them play. Are you fucking keeping this stock, this Winnipeg stock for the long haul? Or are you selling it right now? So, if I own Winnipeg stock, I'm holding Winnipeg stock. I'm not selling and I'm not buying extra because I think they're really hot right now. They probably don't stay as hot throughout the, the the course of a full season. However, I do think they are a really good team and they do make a, a they do lock in a playoff spot. Um and I think their record, their record at this point, um, is good enough for them to even if they hit a rut they can float a little bit because um, unlike Seattle, like um, they're nine, like they have 19 wins. Seattle has like 16, I think um, Winnipeg has 19 wins, nine losses. They, they're 19 and 10 realistically with an extra point from an OT loss. I think, I think that's good enough. If you're nine wins up 30 games into the season that you can float a little, you can afford to like hit a rut. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm holding for sure. I, okay, so I'll, I'll go and then I'll let you go, Ty. It's the Winnipeg Jets. I'm holding as well. And for all the reasons why you said you're selling the Seattle Kraken, you look at fucking Winnipeg's goaltending, you see Connor Hellebuck there, you think, yeah, he could probably bring this team to the promised land. He's, when he's on and he proved it for seven, eight years in a row, he's one of the top five goalies, top six goalies in the entire league when he's when he's playing well. He's one of Vesna. They got a lot more star power with Mark Shifley and Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kyle Connor, and they got more depth than Seattle. I like this Winnipeg team, and I've watched them play a couple times, like just betting on them late, late night or whatever. I really like the way that they play, yeah. and I'm holding all day on Winnipeg because I do think that they're a team that, you know, no matter who it is in that Western Conference, if you get matched up with Winnipeg, it's going to be a fucking tough out. A tough out. Ty, you holding fucking Winnipeg stock or are you selling it while it's high? 
I'm doing whatever fucking one means they're making playoffs, baby. Winnipeg's in there. Let's go. Yeah, you're holding. Okay. Last <laughs> holding, team. I'm still Last... figuring this out, DK. No, it's all good. Last team, and this one's kind of, uh, it's it seems obvious, but it's also like a little bit weird, and it's the fucking Boston Bruins, dude. 29 games played, 23 wins, four losses, two overtime losses. They got 48 points. They're the best team in the entire NHL. Um, they're 15 0 and 2 at home. They haven't lost in regulation at home. They got a plus 48 goal differential. Now they got McAvoy back. Now they got Marshawn back. They Krejci came back and joined the party. Bergeron didn't retire. DeBrusque rescinded his fucking trade request. Everything is coming up. Boston, are you fucking buying that they're this good? Like they are powerhouses in the NHL this year? Or are you fucking selling it thinking, you know what? They're probably going to come back down to earth. Uh, Ty, go ahead. You start. Oh, what are they? 23, four and two. Are they not mathematically yeah. clinched already? Holy fuck. These guys are on <laughs> fire. Dude. They're, they're fucking, uh, incredible right now. I've been watching. I don't know if you guys saw, I sat in our group chat there. There was a play where they're throwing the puck through the air. Like it's not even on the ice. They're like hand-eye coordination, fucking picking it up, scooping it up, like catching it while it's in the air, like keeping it below the high stick call level, but fucking passing this thing around midair. Like it's, incredible what these players can do and they go and score a goal after making this incredible play and uh i just want to say though the sense handed them one of those four losses i think the leafs did too didn't they well, i think two of their yep. four losses yeah. were against the sands and leafs so uh you know there's always a chance that they fucking shit the bed at some point but i think you know they're in there guaranteed like their goalie tandem is incredible what is it swayman and Allmark? like yeah, What's Buffalo doing getting rid of this Allmark guy, man. That guy's fucking on fire. That's well, fuck, dude. He got a massive bag, dude. I don't think Buffalo thought it was worth it. He, I don't think anybody did, but no hey. one would have expected him to be fucking turning around. The, like, who had Boston going? When was the last time a team started off this well? I can't remember, man. I, I actually, know, I don't, that's a great like, question. <laughs> I think I can't remember a team doing this good off the off the bat. I think people uh, were like super critical of Boston, uh, overcritical. Um, maybe even I was, to be honest. Now that I'm, tr- I'm trying to think back if I ever said some. What last year? Ever ta- last year and going into the season, like people were like, yeah, are they even a playoff team type shit? I remember hearing. I don't know if I even. I, I might, I'm trying to I'm trying to think if I ever said that before I fucking dig myself a, my own grave here. But um, I think Someone's going Boston back looks and scary. Finding where. Stewie J said this, just going to call him out on Yeah, exactly. On <laughs> paper, I think they even look fucking scary as shit, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, um, Bro. Pasternak had, like, a little bit, like, of a down year last year. Maybe that would kind of played into it. Um, Krejci was gone. Um, but, like, Pasternak's back and, like, back He's a fucking full force. Machine, DeBrusque, DeBrusque looks great. Uh, Taylor Hall never lets you down, right? Uh, Patrice Bergeron is the fucking – Ageless wonder. Marshawn, obviously one of yeah, the best players yeah. in the league. Uh, David Krejci, uh, still fucking insane. And then their defense is just fantastic too. Hampus Lindholm, you saw how good he was when McAvoy was out. And he's still, yeah, great defenseman. Top, like really, really good top four defenseman. Um, Charlie McAvoy. Uh, and then Depp, Charlie Coyle, uh, Nick Foligno. Uh, Connor Clifton has been a happy surprise for them. Matt Grizzlick, everyone knows he's great. Like, dude, their team is filthy. And their goaltending duo, I have no idea how they keep all these guys under fucking salary cap. I guess Pasternak's on a super team-friendly deal, but fucking uh, 
yeah, the Bruins, I'm holding um, with diamond hands. And I hate to admit it because the Bruins have caused me a lot of heartbreak as a Leafs fan. But, um, but yeah, they look scary. I don't, And I think if we meet in the playoffs, <laughs> it's a wrap for the Leafs. I think um, Boston goes in healthy. They beat anyone, in my opinion. I might throw some money down right now in a Boston Cup future. I, uh, <laughs> I, okay, I am holding, but I'm staring at the app right now, and everything on my body is telling me to sell. I do really? think the Bru, dude, I do think the Bruins are disgusting. It's not a question of are they going to make the playoffs. It's a question of like, are they this? good and you know we just talked about Linus Olmark he started uh, 20 games he's 17 one and one with a 183 goals against average and a 938 save percentage like if he keeps that up I would be fucking shocked so I do think they're gonna go through kind oh. of a, a a rough a, they're gonna go through a regular rough stretch at one point but at the same point like you said Stu Pasternak's got 40 points in 29 games and then you look down the list and it's like Hall, DeBrusque, Bergeron, Marshawn, Krejci, Hampus Lindholm. Pavel Zaka seems to have find his, found his way. If people don't remember, he was, I'm pretty sure, a very high first-round pick was, at yeah. one point. McAvoy's got 16 points. Like you say, Coyle, Felino, Frederick. Like, just everybody. That's like a fourth line. You got Nick Felino and shit, like, as your depth players. Like, that's fucking easy to be the Yeah, there's no weak spot in their lineup, bro. Not there a single isn't. There isn't a weak spot whatsoever, um, other than their backup goalie. Um, Swayman has not had a good season so far. Um, he's five and three. He's accounted. He's five, three and one, uh, with an eight eighty seven save percentage, two point eight goals against average. So you know, he there, there is kind he, of that. Yeah, he's shown that he can be good. like, yeah, he yep. can be a great goal. He was supposed like, to be the that, starter this year. Yeah, yep. exactly. Like that tandem is filthy, even if he's not got all the stats to back it up at the moment. I, I just, yeah. I do. Like I said, I'm holding. And I'm holding it till the end of the season, but I am staring at the fucking app thinking like this could be like if it's on the up, like I'm just kind of waiting yeah. for this to be like this is the highest was, and the best they're going to have, best stretch of hockey they're going to yes. play this season. They've definitely um, hit a peak, so you could yeah. sell now or whatever, but I'm saying like uh, I just hold on to the money, I guess, for now because I'm saying if you bought every team, if you bought every team stock at the start of the, start of the season, I think you can ride Boston's out to the end of the season and fucking you make a shit ton of money still. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. If you're a day I, trader, I, maybe fucking sell it right now. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. If you're looking to make a quick buck, I guess sell it because I think if they're at their peak but, and this but then, is the hockey they're going to play. But then but... They're ne- you're never going to be able to buy low again is the only thing. So that's yep. what I'm saying. I'm holding, collecting dividends, you know what I'm saying, until the end of the absolutely. season. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, th- that, that was the five teams after we added Seattle. Um, Boston was kind of like a, a slam dunk. We're all going to hold that. But I just kind of wanted to point out, as much as I fucking hate the Bruins, that – this might be the best 30 games in, the best team I've ever seen, like in terms of the standings and the way mm-hmm. they fucking are, like 48 goal differential and as many points as they have. This might be the yeah. best team I've remember, seen in a yeah. long time. Yeah. The last time I remember a team being like that filthy was, I think, the Chicago Blackhawks when they went uh, at the start of the season. They were undefeated for like a long ass period of time. I don't remember how many games it was. That was back when Kane and Taves were in their prime yeah. there and they were winning Stanley Cup. So. To say that Boston's going to win the Stanley Cup right now is not a bad fucking bet. I wonder uh should check that stamp, find where you can uh, get the best oh, odds. They're definitely for that. the favorites. They're definitely the favorites. Yeah, you got to use bet stamp. Here's what it is Colorado, Colorado on most books is the favorite. Um, on DraftKings, Boston is the favorite. On Caesars, Boston is the favorite. Um, Colorado, 
The best odds you can find for Colorado is plus 600. Plus 650 is the best odds you can find for Boston. And then Toronto seems like the consensus third favorite that's for the such, most part. That's such Or no, it's Ve- like, Vegas, then Toronto. Vegas, then Toronto. I was going to say, like, there is still... And, and you, you can, know what? The best I'll, odds for both of them is plus 900. Sorry, DK, go ahead. I'll triple down on this. Like, I still think I could line up fucking seven, eight teams that I'd rather have than the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, but the, that, that number teams. got lower, though. It did. I think I said they were the 13th best. I still yeah. could line up, you know... That was because Konechny was fucking beating up Matthews. That's why you said 13. That's such a good clip, dude. That's such a good clip. But... It's hard, yo, by the way, it's, it's so hard to make clips, dude, because I, I made that clip in the po- and, and I said, like, there's why does Konechny feel comfortable tackling Matthews? Like, there's nobody there. Like, nobody's going to do shit. And then you see, like, right as I'm saying that, Giordano just actually fucking just pile drive fucking Konechny to the ground. But... And then there's a guy in the comments that called me out and was like, what do you mean? You literally, Giordano literally just fucking tackled him. I was like, that's not the point I, w- I was trying to make, just to be well, clear. Well, your point was that Giordano's yeah, the guy that has to step in. 40 years old. Yeah. yeah. Why does like he have to fucking, do something? Uh, yeah. It's hard. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. But I have to keep a clip under a minute, and you can't include all this fucking shit we're talking about and include all my fucking uhs and ums before <laughs> I actually get a point out and shit. You know what I'm saying? You can barely speak English, so it's hard to make a clip like this. Oh, it's very good. It's, it's been yeah. banging, so it's obviously a good clip. Yeah, it, and, uh, it, you know, it even if, like, like DK always say, any pub is good pub, right? Even all pubs good pub, shit. baby. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Exactly. So was that at the end of the game there, DK? Did we go through all the teams? We went through all the teams. It was those those five once we added Seattle. And, you know, I, you know I'll probably have a game anytime we fucking have a pod. If we have time to rip it, we yeah. always rip a game. No, they're awesome. Let's keep them going. Um, I don't think we have a game for this next topic, but it's the last topic we got today, and that is the Jays offseason. I'll let uh, DK take this one away as well. Okay, so I'll just go quick on this one. I honestly uh, was really pissed off with the Jays that they just fucking sat on their hands while all these left-handed bats um, went. You know, people could say whatever they want about the Kevin Kiermeyer signing. I'm not that fired up about a guy who's great defensively and is going to hit ninth in the lineup and not and hit Two two eighteen fucking whatever and steal ten bases. I'm not that fired up about it. Um, the Chris Bassett signing though, I I love that. I think, and this is a hot take because there's obviously the Mets out there that have fucking Degrom and or sorry, uh, Scherzer and Verlander in the same rotation. I think the Jays rotation is going to be one of, if not the best rotation in the league. With the asterisks that Jose Barrios pitches the way yeah. that he has his whole career, right? Like you go from Manoa to Gosman to Barrios to Bassett, and then whoever the fifth is, right? Like they're talking like Ryu. Uchi is Ryu. Ryu. I don't know if Ryu is going to be back for the start of the year because he had Tommy John. So I think Maybe. he's going to be out for the first month or so. But like, yeah, you add Ryu in there, you know, you just find a fifth. They got Mitch White. Uh, maybe he could be like a Ross Stripling type. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I just think that that starting four is up there with the best starting four uh, rotation in the whole entire league. What do you think, Stu? Yeah, um, I agree. I like the pitching. I would think we definitely improved our pitching 100%, um, like tenfold almost, I think. And I forget the dude's name already, but I like the return we got for, Te- for Teoscar, and I like the trade. I actually loved the trade. Unfortunately, I love, like, Teoscar is such, like, a fucking good energy ever on the team, and obviously he's an all-star caliber player but i did love the trade under the assumption that we were going to find a left-handed replacement in the outfield so now i'm kind of a little bit rattled now that it's kier myers our fucking center fielder i guess i mean like good defensive center 
uh, or a good defensive center fielder. And I guess he can, he makes plays on the base pass sometimes. Like, I guess he's a guy that sometimes turns singles into triples. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's like kind of like a, a, a an energy guy. It reminds me of a guy like a, uh, like a six man in the, in the fucking, um, in, 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 in NBA terms, but, um, that's not, really a guy that i'd want as my own team starting center fielder yeah, right? everyday so. player no chance yeah i'd so, love him as a fourth outfielder guy needs a day off you throw kiermeyer out there i love that stud like, yeah great. exactly but like but, like to be starting in center field every single day i don't like it because they're talking that springer's moving to right field and kiermeyer's going to be the everyday center fielder um i don't like that i like his defense there but i don't like his bat in the lineup every night and i think there was yeah a lot of there was there's was a lot of yeah there was some options for sure, but I don't know. Yeah. Our payroll is going to be looks fucking uh, shaky, and it's going to get tight when uh, Bichette and um, Guerrero are up for for an extension. So, so I think maybe they're like, "Fuck, I don't know if they want to commit to a big deal." But um, I, I think even if Kiermaier's our starting guy, I still, I still think that we we got better because pitching was really where we were missing out. To be honest, I think uh, I think we got better. I, and, and you know what? I agree that we, we got better and there's still uh, pieces to be moved around to help us get better. I still think we're two bullpen arms away. I think we're still two bullpen arms that are dominant that could come in. Like if Adam Simber, like I lo- like, don't get me wrong. He's great. But if he's your seventh inning guy, like that's just not, it shouldn't be that way. I know we have to trade one of these three catchers, whether it's Mourinho, Kirk, Jansen, take your pick, whatever's going to get us the highest return. I would rather keep Kirk probably, and I would trade Mourinho, to be honest with you, because, like, you know what? Yeah. Prospects in baseball, even though he, you you might consider him more of a well-seasoned prospect, prospects in baseball, you just never fucking know. If is going to get you more than Kirk is, I think you should be trading Mourinho for a, another left-handed bat, a corner outfielder, um, and a good reliever, like somebody with swing and miss stuff that comes in and throws 99. That's what I think we're still missing out in that bullpen, and we're just one or two pieces away out there from being really good. Um, that's my kind of full-on take on the Jays. There you go. I, I, I'm curious to see what happens with the catchers. You're right. I think I think Kirk would probably be the most likely guy to go. I don't actually – I don't really have an opinion on all three. Um, I, I don't really like it, – it's weird because, like, Jansen's not supposed to be, like, the best hitter out of these three. Definitely, like, supposed to be kind of like the third guy. But he had a great season last year, and I, he's kind of the guy I feel like would I would be like most hurt uh, to see go, to be honest. So, um, and I think he stays. But yeah, I think Kirk, Kirk and Moreno are the. Guy, I, I don't. I I hope they make a deal. To be honest, I don't know what happens. To be honest, but we'll see. Anyways, that's yeah. That was I was a good. That was a good little. Uh, it's a good little chat. I like your. Jeez, I like your updates, takes, DK. Yeah. Fucking right, yeah. we're on the same page with the Jays. That's always means good things. That always means good things. <laughs> Go Cardinals. <laughs> uh, can't wait Anyways, boys. Um, again. Oh, yeah. You, uh, this is the first time I've actually been kind of looking forward to a baseball season. Like before last year, I hadn't really been into it until I started gambling on those cards and fucking uh, Pujols hitting those homers. Uh, you know, got me right on board. I ended up buying a Pujols jersey and everything. So I'm looking forward to it, actually. But uh, that'll do it then. That's wrap for episode 31 of Bucks on Nux. Make sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Also, check us out on the Bet Stamp app. You can see, see and tailor gambling picks on there. And the app will tell you what sports book has the best odds to place those bets. Use code NUX when you sign up. And if you're enjoying the podcast, drop a five-star review down for it. And check out the other podcasts on showbile.com. And finally, don't forget, if you can't be cool, be careful. If you can't be good, be 
get at it.